welcome to the blend. Good evening, listeners. Hopefully the day has settled for you, as always, and uh, the good rest awaits you. Welcome to uh, our sweet 16 episode. 16? Sweet 16. Already. Um, thought I would do this one a little bit different. I actually, we had so much uh, good feedback from the hip-hop episode 15. And um, it just made me think a little bit more about, you know, just kind of getting some insight from the listeners uh, moving forward and incorporating that. So we're going to switch it up a little bit. Today's topic is serves you right. Serves you right. Where do you think I'm going with that one? Uh, Tennis. Okay. Let's see. Okay. (laughs) But seriously, let's talk about customer service, man. Mm. Yeah, that's a big one. That's a big one. Big one in, in, in business, big one in work. And most importantly, I think you pointed this out, is bigger at home. Right? Yeah. yeah, customer service starts at home. Everything starts at home. Yeah, it really does. It really does. I think Fonte said charity starts at home. It does. Yeah. So we'll get into it, right? Customer service. Um, I want to kick it off, but we had some really good responses. Um, if you guys haven't followed us, you can go on IG, The Blend Podcast, again on IG. If you catch us on there, uh, we often have you know quick questions today. And sometimes it could be about just random stuff. This particular one. Uh, stated, what is the one misunderstanding that you could go on about regarding great customer service? And I guess we can break that down. doesn't necessarily have to be great customer service, but just customer service in general. I think a lot of people have a misconception about what that should and should not look like. Uh, like shout out to, um, shout out to Elegance, my best friend, Elegance1920. She said, the customer is not always right. I would do your voice, but I don't want you to get mad at me. So I'm just reading it like I know how to read it. I can do a voice. What? Go ahead. You want to do her voice? No, I don't. Okay. Because I want her to keep liking me. Okay. So, but she says, a customer is not always right. Customers need to give the same respect that they expect to receive. And they need to understand that it is okay to be respectfully corrected when necessary. In order for great customer service to be rendered, it takes the cooperation of all parties involved. That sounds like some elegance 1920 would say. <laughs> but is she wrong, though? No, not at all. Okay. So let, let's start there. Thank you. Thank you for uh, for that for that input. But let's, let's start there if you were to expand that to those three areas we talked about, you know, in business. And, and, and let's not forget, as a business owner, of course, but in business, at home first, and, uh, you know, out in the world, out in the work day. What you got, Pete? People ain't cool no more. <laughs> They're not. Like, everybody's looking to set it off. Everybody's anticipating the problem. Mm-hmm. Everybody's looking for the problem. Um, I give a crazy example about how the customer can be wrong. The infamous restaurant scenario, right? Where okay. you're getting crappy ass service. Like it's just like, what the? Why is my food taking so long? Um, they're not coming refilling my drinks. 
You know, some people get ready to set it off. Hey, I'm about to tip. Like, just chill out. Hey, shout out to that one episode on the Black Lady Sketch Show. Or sketch comedy mm-hmm. on HBO when mm-hmm. they went to that uh that restaurant and it was like the little Twilight Zone. Y'all check that out. Y'all get a chance. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> but um, the question I always ask when I get bad service at a restaurant, mm-hmm. first thing I ask the waitress or waiter, I'm real cool when I ask them like, "Hey, so how long you been working here?" Oh yeah, that's a good one, and they hate that. Yeah, I mean, love it or hate it, but that tells me. Everything I need to know. Exactly. Can you tell me you've been working here for two weeks? I expect my drinks to be slow. I expect service to be a little slower. Oh yeah. You're and then, slow. you know, moving forward from there, I can I can adapt as a customer, right? Versus I need to talk to the manager, and then I'm in there setting it off, and they shouldn't be out here if they're not ready. Everybody gets on the job training. Like nobody's ready when they walk into the door of their first job. You know, so for me, something like that helps you establish the situation. Right. If they've only been there for a couple of weeks, I give encouragement. Hey, you're doing a good job. Hang in there. Yeah, now I've done that, and and that has worked wonders for people because it's like you could tell they just been getting crap all day long. Yeah, and then they they see you and they shut down. Yeah. You know, like you you come yeah. in, you sit down, and then they make one mistake with you, and it's like ah, oh, well, I'm done. <laughs> and so I'd remind them, hey, I'm not tripping. So I need you to get your know-what together, mm-hmm. and let's all have a wonderful experience here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's one where, yeah, the customer, if you ask the right questions and you approach things in the right manner, you could find yourself on the wrong end of just being a jackass. <laughs> straight up, straight up. And and let's look at it from the business side. You know, in my reply, I actually said, you know, that's a deep one right there, which, what she said, because it runs deep when them dollars is involved let's talk about that a little bit you know it's a um i'll give you an example right say if you're a a business owner or whatever or a a part of a company and you know the saying all money is not good money yes (laughs) i can think of situations i know individuals very smart individuals that have peeped out the fact that maybe this it would be a good opportunity, but the person on the other side of that table, who actually would be the one signing a contract or you know coming into an agreement, rub rub the other person trying to you know gain their business, um, which in that case gain a new client, discovered that you know this is not going to be a good partnership because this person is really not really not cool like on so many levels maybe it's ethics maybe it's you know it could be anything but even though you want that new client sometimes all money ain't good money and that's why I said this one runs deep because if the client is doing something or or you know customers doing something that's contrary to your beliefs your values your mission your vision uh, if the if the customer or client is is pushing you to do something that let's just say is totally opposite of what you believe in as a boss as a leader, um, let's just say protecting your employees, right, Been or there. keeping your employees from, you know, subjecting themselves to folks talking to them crazy, doing any kind of way. Been there. Yeah, man. Um, uh, uh, it's been a pleasure meeting you. I would love to have your business, but our values don't align. 
Yeah. Hey, I'm going to exercise this clause on my contract. I'm out of here. Right, right, right. It's not what, personal. What are your additional thoughts on that one? Because that's, that's real right there. Well, I had one where she wanted me to let go of a lady because we were cleaning a salon. Ooh, and the lady worked in a salon. Man, I remember that. And she would never say, I don't want her to steal. She just kept giving me excuses. She was stereotyping you. Oh, she was definitely stereotyping. Mm-hmm. But she was just giving excuses. Well, we just don't. Well, why not? Why don't you feel it's appropriate? Why don't you? Why do you feel it's a conflict of interest? We just do. I'm like, well, I'm grown, so we just do doesn't really work for me. Like, I need you to give me a real reason. And so she finally, well, the opportunity to take things is there. Like, I'm a licensed cosmetologist. Uh And she kind of sat there. I said, so you think I'm going to steal too? Well, you're not there. I'm like, well, I got keys to all your buildings. So, so, so when there are no more excuses to be had and you know, okay, you, you, you on some other stuff and you don't want to say it because you know it's wrong. Hey, pleasure doing business with you. Yeah, Because it's the beginning of mm-hmm. the poop show. Yeah, man. I mean, it is. Nice, easy way to say that. Yeah, I mean, but, but it is. I mean, after that, it's like, okay, now what? You got me firing my people. You got me doing this. You got me doing that. Right. Like, nah, we're not going to do that. So... To protect my people, it's been real. Hey, we'll figure it out. All money ain't good money, and the right money will come to you if you're doing the right thing. Okay, so that's good. That's good. You know, we've got another one, uh, Miss Miss uh, Miss Phelps. Shout out to the Phelps man, our one hundreds. Word. Love y'all to death. Word. She blissed. I wonder where um, she's at today. What'd you say? I wonder where she's at today. What you mean? Oh. <laughs> She'd be out there traveling. She could be a little anywhere. Don't let them do that, sis. She's in Timbuktu. Hey, so be it. But no, she she listed, if you're not passionate about the brand you are serving, kind of leverages what we just were talking about a little bit. If you're not passionate about the brand you are serving, you cannot offer customer service from a place of understanding, knowledge, and pitch. I don't know what the pitch part meant, but maybe like, you know, you can't really, you can't really sell what you're, what you're doing. You can't really offer service to something you don't believe in. Well, I mean, I mean, if you go to buy a TV, right? Right. You know, you want the brand new flat screen with all the bells and whistles. And they're like, yeah, come get the new flat screen. Cause I mean, their pitch is all bad. Like you have no enthusiasm <laughs> about what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody got time for that. Almost got bronchitis, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm drinking red lemonade instead of vodka. I'm on that uh, extra potent H2O. Mm. Some interesting water there. But no, that's that's true. You know, one of the things that, and this kind of goes to the workday, right? I can't tell you how many times, and I interview a lot. A lot. I actually like interviewing because I love learning about the ways in which people came about, what they're doing in their particular careers. I like making sure that I match talent in the right places and, you know, all that stuff. But it's interesting when you interview people, not necessarily on, in, you know, in a podcast setting, but I think it's interesting when people start talking about the title that they want which is why they're sitting in the chair for that interview, but nothing aligns or matches 
with the background story that they tell. One of my favorite questions to ask people, if, if it's relevant, you know, if, if I'm talking to somebody that's kind of um, midpoint in their career, I like to ask them, hey, what was your first job? What was your first job? And they usually will light up, they'll smile, or they'll say, man, I hated my first job, or, ooh, I love my first job. I hated my first job. I was a stripper. Floors, Keila Floors, stripping wax. Get your mind out the gutter. Come on now. Because all y'all been withholding something from me. Like, I'm calling them tomorrow. Stripping wax, Keila, doing janitorial. <laughs> no, but seriously, it's Breaking that question alone laws. kind of gives you some insight into, okay, that's what you are really passionate about. And then you start to see that same thread weaved into everything they do. Maybe the jobs have been different. The industries have been different. So if I'm interviewing somebody and I need somebody that is truly a people person because you are going to be dealing with the people, they may say that they started at fast food but man, I love my job. I love the team I was working with. I had a really cool boss. Um, I got to meet people every day and talked about that thing like they were in a management position. And titles didn't phase them all throughout their career, but it was really about the people. I think that's what that's what Sis is talking about here. What What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I hate when you do that. No, I mean I agree. I mean, I... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I fully agree. I really don't have anything what's to that, add. What's that Rick Ross thing you be doing? <laughs> yeah. Might as well do that. You say that look, huh? Did I do it right? No, he's close. <laughs> close enough. So that that's one side of customer service. I mean, and here's the other thing. I'll throw this in there. What do you feel about when we talk about, you know, knowing our, our worth and, and our buying power? Do you feel like we sometimes let people skate? on the level of service they receive depending on our obligation to support them. Now that one goes a little deep, but I'm interested in your thoughts. No. No? I don't. Okay. I'm, again, it boils down to your time that you put in doing your craft. Mm-hmm. You can know your craft all day. You right. know, you could be a master chef. You can cook, you can co, you can cater, you can, you know, go in people's homes and make gourmet meals. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different ball game when you open a restaurant. That's right. And so with that, there's a certain level of patience that I'm going to have. Right. You know, there's a there's a new restaurant in this town, mm-hmm. and the first thing somebody told me was, "Man, they're slow." Mm-hmm. Okay, well, brand new mom pop restaurant opened up. Of course, they're going to be slow. And they have six or seven people waiting on food. Oh, that was our, our Google Home saying, I'm sorry, I don't understand. Oh, sorry, Google. Mind I your think business. that's time for us to take a break. Let's let's take a quick break and then we come back. We'll, we'll come back to we'll finish this. Finish that up. But then let's let's lead into uh, talking about expectations, how to set those things. We'll be back. But yeah, so like with these new restaurants and I'm not talking about like uh you know uh Shea Pierre Garcon, you know, world renowned chef. Okay. Of course he's got the financial backing to, you know, have this crazy, crazy ill restaurant. But we're talking about a mom pop restaurant where I mean you're talking about somebody who saved money. Mm-hmm. Talking about somebody who might have taken out a small and I do mean small business loan. Sweat equity, all that. 
And so these people have to actually make some money before they can start investing back in their business. And so if you're in a holiday slow, they this, they that, well, guess what? I mean, that man, that chef is probably back there cooking. You know, when you go to Shay Pierre Garçons, you know, he put the menu together. I know, but I mean, it might, who knows? But, uh, right. But, I mean, they put the menu together, but nine times out of ten, they're not back there. I mean, they might put the finishing touches on the food, but they're not back there from front to finish making your food. Right. Versus the small mom pop spot where from front to finish, they're back there cooking your food. So you have to have a level of patience with new business because they're not, I mean, shoot, with me, house cleaning. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I can't just come out with 100 people ready to clean houses. Well, we need our house clean today. I don't kind of work that way. Right. It does now, but when I first started, it wasn't a deal where we could just come out of the gate with 100 cleaners because I'd have 98 cleaners sitting around looking for something to do right. until we got more business. So, yeah, with fresh business, you have to be patient, and you do have to treat them different than you do established business. Right, right. And that, I mean, that kind of segues into that question I asked is when we feel obligated, you know, we, we are in the, you know, we're in the state of mind, most of us, um, where we, we want to support our own, right? We, we are in that buy back the block mindset. We're in that, Hey, support your black businesses. Shout out to we buy black. Um, but we're in that mind state. But as soon as we have one small customer service, you know, snafu, do you find that that understanding of what you just explained, you know, is not felt? I mean, do you think that overshadows the the fact that somebody may experience something because someone is small, starting small? They're going to be errors. Um, do you feel like that understanding is usually forgotten about? Oh, definitely. In the moment that it happens, and then that whole mentality of man, we gonna support all we, you know, we gonna buy back the block. We 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 out. We in here, and then as soon as somebody missed a, you know, missed a sprinkle on a cupcake or something, man, see that's why. Ooh. You know what? The hell with them. That's, that's my thought process. Thank you. Hey, take Thank your you. ass back over to uh, whatever, whatever, right? And go buy those cupcakes. Because I mean, seriously, like, and for me, it's not even about being a. Here. A black business. I'm a business. I just happen to be black. Right, right, right. So I'm support probably. me but regardless. You know what I'm, I don't understand what, what you're saying, saying, but I'm just saying, like, support me straight up. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. regardless of who you are, support me. If you know me, support me. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if you don't know me, if I give you great service, support me. Right. And, yeah, I'm a business owner. I just happen to be black. And blessed to be black. But, you know, like I said, just support me. But all that, yeah, the, the complainer, see you. Right. It's been real. But I will say this, there is a level of accountability that we have to hold ourselves to if we're the one giving service. I mean, we can't just rest on, oh, well, you're supposed to support me. This is me, the owner, right? If, if it were me, the owner, and I made a, you know, a snafu on an order or something like that, and I got that kind of feedback, see, this is why. And I can't, I can't come back and say, you know what? Forget it. You know, I can't come back without great service. I can't come back and not be accountable for the snafu I made. 
Oh yeah, I mean, it, I mean, you know, but I gotta, every I snafu, but every snafu is a learning lesson. Exactly. Every mistake is an opportunity. Exactly. You know, my manager, I love when she says, "So, what is the opportunity in this? Mm-hmm. We have a new opportunity today." And I'm yep. like, "Oh my god." She makes it sound so great, but it's not. I love that. You know, I, t- I coach people uh, on their interview. You know the one question people hate the most in interviews? What's that? Take a guess. What's the worst thing about yourself? No. Well, kind that's of the one sort of, I hate. What are, you, what, are, what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the whole weakness. And I, yeah, I got to say something stupid. Like, because nobody wants to expose that weakness. But guess what? You know, the, the right match in an organization, the, the best company to work for are the ones that that coin weaknesses as areas of opportunity i use that all the time i say if you're not comfortable and this is a nugget listener if you're not comfortable answering what your weaknesses are say you know i'm my areas of opportunities are phrase it like that and then just watch the river flow and then you'll start to think man I, i need to develop in this area i need to develop in that area but it's the same thing with customer service Ma'am, I understand that this came out this way in in full transparency. uh, Given that we're a startup, we are working towards improving the quality of this, that, or other. People respect honesty. Work towards the quality of getting my food out here on time. That's what you work towards. (laughs) Hey, hey, and you're going to get some of those, but that's when I said, when you're dealing with somebody that ignorant that they can't even understand that nobody's perfect, thank you, but have a nice day. You ain't going to thank you. I'm just saying. Let the dough hit you in your crack. Hey, <laughs> something I have been, me and you have traveled to some states. Oh my God. I won't even say the state, man. I ain't gonna talk about my neighbor. Me and you both. Know I ain't gonna talk about my neighbor. It's some places, man, that the service, and I'm sure it's not like this everywhere in this state. And I ain't gonna talk about my neighbor's neighbor, neighbor. We have driven through this particular state. I ain't gonna talk about my neighbor. Our service. Delivery a macchiato down. We ain't got no more ice. Horrible, horrific. It was so bad I wouldn't even bless that state with my urine. I had to hold my pee for <laughs> a whole a state. We ain't got no more fries. Okay. Um, you want a biscuit or a Pepsi? Hold on, my favorite. You want a biscuit or a roll? <laughs> uh, let me get a roll. We ain't got no more rolls. Man. The most horrible thing in service y'all could do if y'all food service, please. If y'all ain't got it, don't ask nobody if they want it, okay? So anyway, I can go down a rabbit hole on that one, but yes, you're right, you're right. So moving on to the next, we got Miss Camila Seven Two Four. Shout out to Greep G R E A P Apparel. All right. Up on Instagram. All right. Uh, she had a real good one. Matter of fact, I said, man, that's major right there. I'm locking that in. But that great customer service automatically gives you the right um, as a customer to be disrespectful or talk down to the person you in fact are asking for help ain't that ironic people forget that part you come into the store ask me for help so I'm entitled to talk down to you and you don't give me the answer I want she was spot on with this she also said just because a person is beneath the register or on the other end of the phone in a cubicle does not make them dumb, uneducated, or beneath you. So don't treat them as such. If there is a policy put in place by management, corporate, home office, then guess what? The person serving you must follow that policy in order to keep their job. They didn't write the policy, therefore your frustration should not be directed towards them. In a lot of instances, the person serving you is in agreement with you 
Let me say that again. In a lot of instances, the person serving you is in agreement with you. Unfortunately, their hands are tied due to company policy, which they do not have the power nor authority to change. Hey, shout out to shout the keeper of the sauces. Shout out to Greek Apparel again. That's yes, yes, yes. G G R E A P Apparel. Y'all will represent. Hey, but she shout out, up. but shout out to the keeper of the sauces, right? Oh my God! Yeah, hey, can I get extra sauce for twenty five cents? For twenty five cents, and <laughs> <laughs> people lose it. And you know what? That extra sauce that people lose it about nine times out of ten, they don't even use it. Don't even use it. It goes in that little junk drawer at they at they house. Yes. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. But for real, and, and and shout out to the uh, the the grown ups that go hard at a seventeen year old, because the cook, not the person that took your order, the cook forgot your cheese. I'm gonna tell you right now, if my daughter come home and tell me she had a customer like that, treat her like that at work, and they know she is a minor, we gonna have some real interesting and funny conversations to be had. Let me on conversation. Somebody go get the ass beat. I promise you, I will look you up. Somebody go get the ass beat. If you're a lady, you can get a chop in the throat. And here's the other thing, and I'm going to go back to, um, (laughs) you crazy, man. I'm going to go back to to her comment, but here's the thing. Here's the reality, right? A lot of times, the stereotype, the the assumption is that, oh, I'm calling the call center. I'm either going to be dealing with somebody that is, like she stated, is uneducated or whatever. I can remember staffing up and helping build out a call center right right over here in um in in addison and it was just amazing that the assumptions that even at that time the the organization i worked for their assumption was you can just pay these people how you want to and i said but you expect them to perform and deliver potential multi-thousand dollar contracts for you and you are okay with me paying them anything? I said, I'm not doing it. I said, you put me over here to bring in quality. And I can still get quality. And, and yes, they they still probably will look like who you assume they're going to look like but from an educational level standpoint. But they're going to get professional development here. Something I know you might not never know nothing about in a call center environment. They're going to get somebody that says, hey, when you're ready to move up and out of this call center, here's how you do it. I said, so they're going to get tangible value in the dollars they make, and it's going to be good money, and I'm going to give them something intangible. So that assumption is out there when you're dealing with people on call centers and things like that over the phone. Big don't time. get it twisted. You don't know that person's story on the other end. And nine times out of ten, like like uh, like she said, they didn't write the policy. <laughs> so, you know, come on, come on, people. What, you, what are your thoughts on that? Extended thoughts. Hey, shout out to the person that goes hard. It's funny because, and I always go back to fast food for some weird reason with this conversation. But to I me, that's that's, I, that's the biggest. Well, no, I mean it's, it's the biggest interaction of customer service that yeah. I think we all deal with. For sure. Like the certain company that tells you, "My pleasure." Yeah. You know, like it's. There are many. It's not just one. I know, but let's be real. Like they, they pretty much coined it. Yeah. So I mean, you get it consistently there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway. Um, it's amazing that when my food order is wrong and I go back in and they look like, oh, crap. I just saw this dude in the drive-thru. And I'm like, excuse me. You know, I know you guys are busy, blah, blah, blah. 
I was supposed to have this, but I have this. Right. And I'm cool about it. Mm-hmm. Here's my receipt, blah, blah, blah. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. I'm, hey, hey, hey. Don't need to get a manager. You don't have to go through all of that. It's okay. We all made mistakes. It's fast food. I'm not expecting Chez Pierre Garçon. <laughs> I'm so, going to need you to go on and, and find a, a little angel investor, a little chef. Uh, I know somebody that can cook really, really well. Shout out to King King. Uh, but go on and, and coin that name because you say it so well. It just, you know, rolls off thank, your thank, tongue thank, thank correctly. You. Thank you. You know that's French for Peter Griffin, right? But no, seriously, but, you know, people freak out when they see you come in and, you know, I'm, I spend my whole day putting out fires and diffusing situations. And that's why I say like customer service starts at home. And I'll touch on that again in a little bit, but, um, that's where it starts. I mean, and and the attitude is infectious. I mean, why make you feel like Mm -hmm. crap? Because somebody else messed up something that you handed to me, but people don't think. So they go hard at the person behind the register. It's just stupid. Yeah. People yeah. Are so basic sometimes. They are. Hey. Neanderthals. Hey, real talk. I mean, I know you use a lot of fast food restaurant um, examples, but you'd be surprised the awful service that people get um, in corporate situations. Oh yeah. Well, actually, no, you won't be surprised no, because I'm not you've surprised had, at all. had that experience. Um, in some of the most astute yeah. neighborhoods, of course, you know, and 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 not astute, you know, middle class neighborhood, whatever. But you would be surprised. Maybe most people would be surprised how much money an organization or executive may make off of the employees that provide the good service when they themselves provide crappy service to their employees. And I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole because that is a whole nother episode. You know they got a name for those people, right? What? Assholes. That's what they call them. <laughs> I got another one, but again, that's another episode. I think I'm going to bring in some of my some of my um, my HR network and, and leadership development people on that podcast because that one definitely needs to, you know, needs to come, come to light. But we're going to hit up the last one, take a quick break, and then we're going to close this thing out. All right. So this one is from our uh, our good friend down in St. Tom by way of Jamaica. All right. Yeah. Jamaica, man. Yes, 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 yes. Shout out to Good peoples, Cecilia. man. Good peoples. Um, she states, don't take your bad day out on your customers. That's good. And then secondly, don't start your thought process with, it's not my job. Come on with it, Pete. I know you got something. I see you. I see you. Well, no, nah, I mean, it's always funny to me, right? Like the whole, it's not my job thing. So like, imagine going to the grocery store. Uh-huh. He's, I don't know if people know this. So like every so often what grocery stores will do is they will change everything around in the grocery store because, Man. but you know why? They do it because people become a creature of habit, right? So you're going to go in nine times out of ten and get the same things. So you know exactly where to go to get these things. Mm. Once they change the store around, it forces you to start having to go up and down aisles that you normally don't go up and down and buy things you normally wouldn't buy. How do you be knowing these these little facts? Did you give up that? I read all the time. I just read random stuff. Random stuff. Consumer reports? Or I ask questions. Consumer reports? I actually found this out from a grocery store I went to here by the house because... 
I went in and had a meltdown. Because you couldn't find it. Because I could, I'm a creature of habit. I'm like, why did y'all move everything around? And they're like, well, you know, people just go to the same places to get the same thing. So we rearranged the store so that way people have to go to different places to get. That's brilliant. Yeah, it was actually pretty genius, except for my meltdown that I had in the middle of the freaking store. Uh It wasn't like I didn't hurt anybody. Nobody got cussed out. It was just like I was just. Why did you call me? What you going to do? I, I probably what hours of toothpaste? That store and could have said, you probably oh, would babe, know. You know, don't don't worry. Don't but anyway, go down this aisle, make a left, then keep straight, make a right, and then go around where the bread is. Keep straight again. I'd have gave you them directions just to. You probably would have, and I still would have been lost. <laughs> but now, so like, imagine like, hey, uh, can you tell me where the toothpaste is? No. <laughs> if this really happened. No, no, but I'm just saying, like, imagine. When somebody oh, says it's not my job. That sounds like an old Martin. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was a that. joke. But the whole premise of it's not my job, right? Mm-hmm. Excuse me, can you tell me what the toothpaste is? No. And then they walk away. Because technically, guess what? If I'm in produce, it's not your job. But you know what is your job? To give service. customer service. service. And if you can't help me, the nicest thing you can do is say, I'm not sure, but let's go find out. Right. Or if you're in the mix, I'm not sure. But ask Billy over there that's making cupcakes. He might know. And then you're like, hey, Billy, do you know what toothpaste is? Of course. It's on aisle 15. And then you go to aisle 15 and you get your dang toothpaste. How, how was Billy's of course. It's on aisle 15. <laughs> but no, like for real. So, I mean, when people say, oh, that's not my job. Like, that's such a crappy, poopy uh, attitude to have. And like, totally like when somebody's got that attitude, I'm done. You we know, have nothing else to discuss. Straight up, throughout my career, um, of the people I've managed, if I hear or if I hear somebody say something like that, whether it's verbatim or alluding to that, and not even that, if their actions demonstrate that, I'm immediately having a conversation. Yeah. Because I know when I interviewed you, I told you, I lead like this. My team is like this. And collaboration was somewhere up in that discussion. So, yeah, that is a huge pet peeve because we, if, if I'm working with you, we should all be singing to the same sheet of music to ensure that we get that same check. Maybe the mounts are different, but I want to make sure my stuff is signed when it's payday. And my service should just be a part of who I am that allowed me to get there and to begin with. Yeah, that's a huge pet peeve of mine. That's not my job. Oh, okay. Okay. Guess what else is about to be your job? Your job. Right. I think you had a couple of experiences. Oh, big time. That that ain't my section. Oh, oh, okay. No problem. Next day. Um, such and such will be taking your place on, on the yeah. track because you know, I, I heard you and I, I understand that's not your job. But see this person will contribute to anything that's needed. Yeah, pretty much. I'll call you if I have anything else. I mean, I'm, I'm big on job. team. I'm big on team. Yeah, man. But not only that, like, you know, and this is for the fellas, you know, when when your lady upsets you, because it's never the other way around, when when your lady upsets you early in the morning, Hold up, before you start wait. your day, now, hey, don't interrupt me now. Back don't, don't be up, like that. Because you said it's never the other way around? Like, men don't do that. So, anyway, so when ladies Ooh. get on their, they get on their men's behinds for no reason, 
Yeah. And get on the behinds, and then, you know, this poor guy has to go to work, you know, stressed out. It's not the problem of everybody else that he interacts with that his lady didn't know how to act that morning. <laughs> I can't say it with a straight face. But no, seriously, you like. Okay, because I'm like, we, you know. Now, uh, male, female, I'm being funny, ladies. Please don't put me on the hate group list and all that. Man. Look, 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 yeah. And, I don't want to be. I don't want to be canceled. Part of cancel culture here. It's, it's a joke. But no, seriously, like, but for if you get into it with your spouse, your, your kids, whatever, it's nobody else's fault. I um I was blessed to go to school and actually do business with a company that really upholds that that I ain't call it a motto, but they uphold that thought process. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, hey, if you got to take time out. You know what I'm saying? Go sit over there for five minutes and regroup. It's not everybody else's fault that your day started off bad. Now, if you need to vent, you need to talk about it, we're here for you. Straight up. But you can't treat everybody else like crap because you got a speeding ticket or a flat or, uh, you know, y- your wife got to showing out. And I'm kidding, babe. But... <laughs> But now somebody significant other or whatever, y'all had a a mini spat in the morning. Like, it's nobody else's fault. And you really have to take a second, regroup, and get yourself together. Because let's be real, everybody acts at work. Everybody. And now the level of acting that you do at work, that's up to you. Totally up to you. But everybody acts at work. I cuss a lot. I'm acting right now because I'm doing very well. (laughs) Because... Man, there's there's a certain bomb I like to drop like every five or six words. I'm just be honest. It's me being honest right now. I'm doing very. I have to watch what I say on this podcast because it's PG thirteen, I guess. But uh, yeah, I so when I'm at work, it's the same thing. We want the list. We want a blend of listeners, and you can't be doing all that because kids might be listening or whatnot. I don't kids got but worse amounts than me. I know it ain't nothing ain't already heard before. I heard, so said. Your emotions hit. Let me use you. All right, well, shoot. Hey, not today. Okay, I'm about to let it rip. About to let it rip. <laughs> but now, nah, seriously, um, you everybody acts when they go to work. Everybody, some kind of variation of oh, yeah. a professional or better or more polished self mm-hmm. at work. Most people, I can't say everybody because I got some friends. I, I got couple of homeboys, man, they are themselves, even with clients. And I'm like, bro, how you do it? But you know what? I bet they've been at their jobs for a very long time. There's nothing about being at their job. Like, no, one part I'm talking about. They're a fit. Well, the part I'm talking about, like, down in Houston, shout out to uh, uh, Lee D Management, Waste Management. But, um. Shout out to that black old. He, um. He just he, he he is himself uh, through and through, and it's it's amazing to watch. But he's so good at what he does. He's not a jerk. He's just upfront and honest, hey, that, and and actually funny. Oh, for sure. But because he's so great at what he does, and there's not many people do what he do, he gets to operate fully as as himself, I and I think it. that's spectacular. I, I think that's. That, but isn't that what everybody shoots for? It, to be in a position. Or to be in a situation where you can fully be your true, authentic self. You can't do it nowadays. But that's a whole nother podcast. 
You can't yeah, do it. Yeah, that's man. That's one we need to. We need to knock. We need to knock on that door. Oh man, you'll have HR calling you. You'll have. Uh, uh, no, workforce not, calling not you. I'm talking about in an ethical way. When I talk about being your true authentic self, I'm talking about like I don't know if you if you got you know I'll take it back to my playlist for example. Okay, if I worked at a company where I could have my little mini speaker, I don't do this now. Um, but if I could just be my true, true authentic self on those busy days and I need to retreat to the office as opposed to, you know, be out, you know, with the clients or whatever. And I could really play my playlist with no worries. You, they might get a little classical, a little opera, a little music man, but they, they might turn around and get a little method man. Little pimp C. Little Gucci man. Gucci man. And then your butt will be sitting up in HR because of some stuff that <laughs> but Gucci that's man what I'm said. Saying. Like, wouldn't that be like the ultimate? That would be ideal. State? But like I said, a lot of people don't get to achieve that. But like anyway, we're getting way off subject because that yeah. is a whole nother podcast. Yes. But yeah, I mean, just to, but the ability for him to be himself is mm-hmm. is amazing. But we all act. So with okay. that act, um, put on your smiley face. You know, one thing that I, I make sure I do when I'm on the phone, especially when I'm talking to clients, is I smile when I talk. People can literally hear your smile. Oh, man, that makes a difference. Yeah. That makes a difference. The other thing I do is when I send an email, especially when I'm trying to work out a situation with a client or even a contractor, uh, I put I put pleasantries in the email. I you know, hope your day is going well. hope your week is going great. Because those little things right there automatically set a tone. But here's the difference, and let's go back to being your true, authentic self. Your clients know that not only can they get that from you in an email authentically, but they can vision you. They can envision you yeah. being that way in front of them. For sure, for sure, and it's not that, funny. That alone is great customer service. Being who you are when you have to be a keyboard warrior. And, and handle a situation and being that same way when you're in front of them face to face. I was just talking to somebody today. I said, you know, one of the, when there's a conflict that arises and I have to play the mediator of sorts, right? This person did this and they didn't finish doing this and such and such. And that person happens to be on my team. I'm saying, okay, the best way to squash all of this, let's meet. And I'm not talking about via no video, no phone. All right, we'll let's have down. a sit down Hashtag. meeting. Because it's hard to make speculations in front of somebody when you know they're working hard. Yeah. You just may have a misunderstanding. You squash that misunderstanding. Y'all looking at each other eye to eye. I'm there to support, you know, that that particular team member. And, and at the end of the meeting, I can say, hey, are there any other challenges that we can help solve since we're all here together? Nine times out of ten, and I would even go so far as to say ten times out of ten, they usually say, no, I appreciate meeting with you guys. Hey, I understand your world is busy. Mine is busy. We have a lot going on. Let's move forward. When I hear that, I know that my team member that I'm overseeing or I'm supporting has handled their business and they really did deliver customer service. They just may have had a slight challenge and we squash that thing, period, point blank, moving on. Yeah, don't let it linger. I mean, yeah. never let it linger. Do you Never heard the song in my life. 
I'm from the neighborhood, Keelan. <laughs> so to close out, any any small nuggets you want to give the listeners? Yes, know, yes. Late? Customer service starts at home. Yes. Period. It does. So it's how too. how you carry yourself in all situations? It comes out in all situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gotta give a real quick one. Uh, no I, I was at a uh, business lunch today. And so I had, you know, I, sometimes I have a drink of business lunch, mm-hmm. maybe two, maybe five. I'm getting. So anyway, I had, I had a, uh, I ordered a drink and I ordered just a straight, neat, shaken drink, right? I'm not going to say it's, uh, it was tequila, but I wanted it straight mm-hmm. and shaken. Mm-hmm. So they come out with a full blown margarita. Uh-oh. And you you had mar- margarita was nowhere in your vocabulary? Mm-mm. And so he set it down. And so the people I was with was like, oh, wait, he didn't order that. I'm like, you know what? Does this have uh, blah, blah, blah silver in it? Yeah. Cool. Don't worry about it. No, no, I can take it back. It's cool. Right. It's cool. Like, it's 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 busy. It's cool. Because I'm not going to drink that and feel bad about drinking that. I, well, I, I was going to enjoy it regardless. Exactly. So, like, you know what? I'm not even tripping. Because that was my first choice. And then I'm like, ah, let me cut out all the sugar and stuff and just go with this. And then, like, he brought it. I'm like, you know, why not? And they ended up taking it off the bill. Nice. But that's what happens. And I'm, I'm going to close with this. And I know you can relate. Listen, if you do go out like like me, me and Love do, and we happen to go out with maybe, you know, somebody we are not, um, we don't normally go out to dinner with maybe it's the first time. And especially if there is business to be had on the other end, possibly, we don't know. You just don't know who you might be, who knows, whoever. But one of the biggest things I, I want to encourage people to not do, even if we know them, because sometimes it's been family, right? Mm-hmm. You or you both order or everybody orders. <clears throat> <laughs> and me me and my husband kind of tag team on this we just give each other that look that hey you gotta go to the bathroom yeah I gotta go to the bathroom too or hey did something come up for you yep something come up for you too but that person that is also joining you and I'll use a restaurant situation again say if they get their order wrong right the, the waitress waiter whatever get their order wrong excuse me not right and they just make the biggest fuss out of it now you're also you're also there like you you have an accountability accountability alongside this person whether you want to or not for that waiter or waitress to remember your face with this lashing that they're getting from this other person that's joining you for dinner because they're just going in they going ham i tell you right now that is also bad customer service, not on the person delivering your foods part, not on the person who may or may not have gotten the order wrong, but the person who's for the customer just going on and on about it. The customer can deliver the customers and customer service. I'm gonna tell you right now, me and love will be like, uh, yeah, and, and got I got something to do. And I'm and even more vocal don't. about it because I will go straight to the way I don't even go. I wait till they come to the table like, hey. I'm not like them. Correct. I don't want spit in my food. I'm not hungry anymore. Correct. I appreciate everything. Correct. People Correct. make mistakes. Our, our company right now is is contrary to what we believe in as it relates to customer service. We understand you made a mistake, but there's a way in which you handle things. Here is your tip for trying trying to make it right. 
Um, we hope your day gets better, and we apologize. Have yeah. a good night. Can I get my food to go, please? And then I trash it because I know we no got the back house special. Y'all don't do that to people. Y'all don't know what they dealt with before they came into that place. You can't light into... My food is cold. My shrimp, you don't have to make a scene. Is it really that serious? Because you know you're going to get the special straight up. So with that, hey, serves you right. I think I Get said asshole like minute, eight times today. What did you say? I said asshole eight times. Now nine. I've been counting. You can't talk anymore. I can't drop my F bomb, so. You can't talk anymore. Okay. We're at the end of the episode. Sorry. And I think you said that word too many times. All right. <laughs> so give good customer service. Please Be a good customer. customer.